And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're actually doing a part two of a two-part discussion today because when I talked to my guests the first time, we didn't even come close to covering the subject. What I'm talking about is just several weeks ago, I spoke with John Sparks and we were talking about Twitter. And so we're going to talk a little bit more, a lot more about Twitter today. So join me in welcoming back John Sparks. Hey, Deb, how are you? I am doing absolutely fabulous, and this is such a cool discussion that we really do have to continue it because I think Twitter is one of those social media platforms that unless you really use it a lot, you have absolutely no idea how to use it. So then because you don't know how to use it, you either use it incorrectly or you don't use it at all. And and so that's why I really wanted to continue this discussion. Absolutely. Let's do it. Great. Well, for the people who maybe don't remember who you are, gasp, or didn't catch the first program, let me tell people just a little bit more about you. So John Sparks, whose Twitter handle is at I am John Sparks, is the author of an exciting new book, 365 Ideas to Go from Good to Great on Twitter. John has earned the distinction of becoming known as the go-to guy for Twitter. 365 Ideas to Go from Good to Great on Twitter was released as a paperback version on Amazon in mid-March, and the Kindle version of the book became a number one bestseller in the category of social media guides the first weekend it was released in July. StatSocial.com recognized John as number 66 on the national list of top 100 social media power influencers of 2015. He was also recognized as number 13 on General Sentiment's list of the top 50 most valuable social media influencers 2015 with an estimated impact media value of $2.1 million. John has the 47th largest Twitter following in Dallas. He actually has more followers than Laura Bush, T. Boone Pickens, Michael Sam, and the Dallas Morning News. But get this, folks. John grew his account from less than 800 followers to almost 200,000 followers in just two years, and he did it by not buying a single follower. John is the founder and CEO of Online Image Works. He is also an adjunct professor teaching online journalism at the Mayborn School of Journalism at the University of North Texas. He has an extensive media background and is a veteran newscast producer and has worked at television stations in Dallas, Houston, Harlingen, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Orlando, and Tampa. He's a Dallas native and he is an Eagle Scout and a member of Troop 890 at Lake Highlands United Methodist Church. So again, please welcome back to John. Thanks, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here again. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, we really did do the program just a couple weeks ago. But for those who either might have not listened or might have forgotten, let's start by you telling us why you think Twitter is such an important business tool that people need to be using. Sure, sure. So... As we talked about last time, it's a great prospecting tool. The type of the uh, connections that you can make on Twitter versus Facebook and LinkedIn, Deb, are, are a little bit different. So, you know, on Facebook, you have to follow or friend somebody in order right. to uh, talk with them. LinkedIn, mm -hmm. uh, unless you're a paid LinkedIn member, you have to send them a connection request and then they have to accept the request. But on Twitter, they don't mm -hmm. have to necessarily follow you. And you don't have to follow them to get your message across. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also the LinkedIn terms of service, we also talked a little bit about that, uh, specifically states that you're not supposed to connect with people that you don't know on LinkedIn. Right. And Twitter mm -hmm. doesn't have that same uh, 
role, if you will, in their terms of service. So it allows you to connect with people on different um, levels and different types of people. Uh, also, Google announced this past summer that they're indexing tweets. So when you Google people's names, uh, then you will see tweets that they've sent out come mm -hmm. up in Google. And also they, uh, they being Twitter, has released statistics over the summer that um, state that almost half of the people that follow someone on Twitter make um, or plan to make multiple purchases from the small right. and medium-sized businesses that they follow. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's great news for, for small business owners that are on Twitter. Right. You know, and, and in the, the prior program, <coughs> excuse me, we talked about how to really build up your Twitter fan base. But I want to emphasize again that, you know, on LinkedIn and even on Facebook, it's hard to connect with the influencers, whether it's, an, you know, somebody who's very prominent in your industry or, you know, a celebrity or, or somebody like that. But that's entirely possible on Twitter. And that, I think, is one of the cool tools, especially if you're connecting with an influencer in your industry or in your, your field, because then you can kind of build relationships with those people. And that's, that is one of the, the really nice features about Twitter. Absolutely. Great. Well, you know, one of the things that, that we didn't get to talk about that is one of the, the big features of Twitter, and it's kind of now crept into some of the other social media platforms, is the hashtag. And for, you know, those who are of my generation or older that actually learned to type on typewriters, that's the pound symbol. I don't know why it became known as a hashtag, but, you know, it's it's that little pound symbol. And and it's funny because people who aren't on Twitter and they, they see that, they're like, well, that's a typo. No, it's a hashtag. So tell us what a hashtag is and why it's so important. So hashtags is the language of Twitter. And so... Twitter groups all of these conversations by hashtags. And mm -hmm. so they're a whole grouping of conversations of people talking about the same thing centered around one hashtag. So anytime you mention a hashtag in a tweet, that tweet gets indexed mm -hmm. as that hashtag. And people that are doing searches in Twitter for certain hashtags, your tweets will actually show up when they do a search for that hashtag because you've mentioned that hashtag in your tweet. Cool. Now, you know, and, and several of um, statistics and researchers have pointed out that using fewer hashtags is better. Right. And so it's important when you're constructing tweets that you don't use too many of them. Uh, we talked mm -hmm. about during our last conversation one of my most successful tweets that I've sent out is the tweet that says retweet if God blessed you today. And there's no hashtags at all in mm -hmm. that tweet, period. Right. So less can sometimes be more mm -hmm. when it comes to characters on Twitter and also hashtags. Tweets mm -hmm. that get more engagement typically have, research has shown, three hashtags or less. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it, it is, as you said, it's a way to categorize things, you know, and we're seeing them more and more and, and it seems like everywhere. Uh, a lot of television programs now will have a hashtag and sometimes you're live tweeting with the stars or, you know, you can use it. I'm, you know, hand up here. I am a Dancing with the Stars fan and they have their own hashtag. And then, of course, what they do is if they like your tweet it runs at the bottom of the screen. So, you know, that's always kind of a cool thing. But, you know, it's, it's a way to really have this community. Um, one of my favorite ways to use hashtags, and I'm not a big hashtag fan because I think they do get really, really overused. But one of my favorite uses of a hashtag is at a conference. You know, I always, uh, you know, if possible, I find out the hashtag in advance. I start tweeting about it so maybe I can connect with the speakers or the attendees. And then once I'm there at the conference, I will start specifically looking for that hashtag and connecting with the people who are tweeting at the conference. And, you know, then you go in and you have a quick cup of coffee Isn't with them during the break. Thing, and, and then you... Oh, circle around I love the room it. and you meet everybody mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. like, hey, aren't you so-and-so on Twitter? I just tweeted right. you. Did you see it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and most of the time they're going to say yes, you know, and, and, and it is, it's a great it way is. to really start connecting with people at a conference or, you know, whatever you're at. But to me, that's, that is one of the best uses of hashtags is, is at a conference. Yes. And then you can also use hashtags for other things as well and go in and find out who are talking about the same things that you are. Maybe it is a mm-hmm. TV show that's on right now and following mm-hmm. those people. And starting conversations with them and getting to know those individuals. And again, it's not just saying thank you for following me, but it's thank you for following me. Thank you for the follow back. And then asking them questions Mm -hmm. and a conversation style platform because Twitter is all about conversations. It's all about Mm -hmm. relationships. And if you don't ask people questions, then there's going to be no reason for them to respond to you. So thank them for following you, but then also asking questions as well when you're using that. Well, and you mentioned the word relationships, you know, when, when you've connected with somebody over the same hashtag, hello, there's already something you have in common with them, Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and so maybe you are talking about a TV show or a conference or, or things like that. It can be that building block then to a better and a more deep relationship. And, you know, obviously that's, that's personal, that's business, that's whatever, but it's, it's a great way to, to really be able to build that fan base. A lot of people ask me when it comes to hashtags, Deb, and we can kind of dive into that, to this area as well, is can I create my own hashtag? Right. Yeah. And, and why would somebody want to do that? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you can. And you, you can create your own hashtag. And hashtags are a great way to increase your visibility. And mm-hmm. there are several tools that you can use to even register your hashtag. Now, it's important cool. to say that just because you register your hashtag, you don't own that hashtag. Other people can okay. use it as well. Mm-hmm. But you can give the hashtag a definition saying mm-hmm. that this is the intended purpose of this hashtag. This is what it was created for. So let me tell you a story and give you an example. So mm-hmm. back in November 2014, I had the honor and pleasure of working with my father who was putting together a special for the 50th anniversary of the JFK assassination here in the Dallas mm-hmm. Fort Worth area and that's mm-hmm. my home base is the Dallas Fort Worth area. And so he was working with a television show and he brought me in to do social media for their TV show and it was going to be a 12-hour live broadcast that was also going to be streamed online and he knew many months in advance that he was going to be doing this. And so what Mm -hmm. I did was I went out to these hashtag registration sites and I talk about the three in my book and I'll give them to you right now. One of them is twubs, one of them is hashtag.org and the other Mm -hmm. one is tagdef, T-A-G-D-E-F. And so Mm -hmm. I went out to these and their websites. And so I went out to the different websites and I registered hashtag JFK50 and Mm -hmm. said that this is the official hashtag of the special that we're doing on this small independent television station here in Dallas, many months prior to the event actually happening. Now, as the event drew closer to coming into fruition, like a month before, maybe October, September timeframe, CBS and NBC and ABC and, and, and Fox started using the hashtag JFK50. And ah. I was monitoring that hashtag, waiting mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to start using it because I knew they were going to start using it. I mean, it's small, right. it's short, it's bold, it's to the point, and it says mm-hmm. what the event is. And so I was monitoring it and, and was doing my Twitter searches daily and saw when people were chiming in. And so what I did was I interrupted the conversation and I said, hey, guys, thanks for promoting our special on such and such <laughs> television station. And, you know, let me tell you, they all scrambled, mm-hmm. you know, because they did their research. And I had sent the links as well, showing that, you know, this was being used as the official hashtag of this special that we were doing. And and mm-hmm. so, again, I didn't own the hashtags, but I sent right. a link showing that I had registered them on these websites mm-hmm. to them through a tweet, and they mm-hmm. could see that. Mm-hmm. And they knew that other people were seeing that tweet as well. And it was very powerful. And right. so they developed their own hashtags because they didn't want to promote our special. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I mean, thank them for promoting it. Right. It's the, it's the old adage, no, no uh, PR is bad PR. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you. Thank you for using our hashtag. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you were saying that in a nice, polite way, it wasn't, you can't do that. Right. And, you know, and, and that's where I think so many people might get confused, even if they've, you know, it, maybe it's their company name or, you know, something like that. You, you want to be nice first. You know, you Absolutely. always want to be nice as long as you possibly can. Sometimes, you know, you, you can't, but, and like you said, you don't own that hashtag. So if somebody really wanted to push it, they could still keep using the hashtag. But, um, yeah, they don't want to be promoting you. So, you know, they're, they're going to stop using it. Right. Cool. Now, I have some hashtag pet peeves. One is when people just randomly make up hashtags. You know, let's see how many characters we can put in this hashtag and actually use a sentence as a hashtag. No, don't do that. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then the other is... You know, in this day and age where we only have, as as I jokingly say, 28 hours in every day, you know, we, we do like to simplify things. So we might pull an Instagram feed or a Twitter feed into Facebook and then it's got all of those hashtags. And mm. for people who are in Facebook, it doesn't always make sense. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I mean, that's fine if it's your personal account that, that you're just kind of doing that. But for a business, it can get very confusing, you know. And, and sometimes people are thinking, well, mm -hmm. they, they've got typos. They don't know what they're trying to say. And so my advice is always don't do that, mm. you know. And, and you need to keep the feed separate. Because of the, the, the big thing is people look at these different sites for different reasons. So talk to us a little bit about that because uh, we, we talked a, bit, a little bit about that at the last program. But, you know, people really do use the sites for different things. You can talk about the same subject, but word it differently. So, you know, really help us understand that. Mm -hmm. So the language on Twitter is different than the language on Instagram or Facebook or mm -hmm. any of the other social media platforms that you might be using. And so mm -hmm. whenever I post to Twitter, I post to Twitter directly. Whenever I post to Facebook, I post to Facebook directly mm -hmm. on facebook.com. It's important for several reasons, also with the Facebook algorithm, you want to show up in other people's newsfeed. And if you post right. on one of the other platforms and have it sent, mm -hmm. um, maybe even you're, you're scheduling a post on Hootsuite or, or, or mm -hmm. Cloud or one of the, you know, Buffer, one of the scheduling tools to, to post on Facebook, it's not going to do as well as posting to Facebook directly. And right. so I encourage people to um, post to the native platforms directly. Mm -hmm. It shows also that uh, that you're savvy when it comes to social media, that you understand that the language on all these platforms is different mm -hmm. um, because people communicate differently. Like you said earlier, people don't use hashtags on Facebook. And so when they mm -hmm. see that and, and you're posting as your business, it's going to make you look like you don't know what you're doing and it's going to reflect on your business as well. And, and mm -hmm. you definitely don't want that so, um, you know, be mindful when you're, you're posting, um, what you're posting and how you're posting. Right. Well, and, and an example that I tell people, I'm, uh, I follow someone on Facebook who only posts on Facebook using his Twitter feed mm. and, you know, and, and I mean, it shows, it says via Twitter. So, you know, I knew that, but there were times where I would respond or comment to something that he had done. But he never goes to Facebook. Mm. So he never sees those questions, mm. those, you know, mm. and and I was seeing people who were basically saying, hello, I want to spend money with you. And he never saw those, mm. you know, and and so that's one of the reasons why you want to go to the, the native platforms. Also, you know, I, I do that with my clients. I've I got into scheduling for a while. I liked it. It was easier. It was simpler. It was a time saver. But then I missed comments, you know, by, and questions. So I always go to the native platforms. Mm. Takes a little longer, but it, it is a, a benefit in the long mm. run. And I've seen that conversely too on Twitter where people will post mm -hmm. on Facebook and have it sent to Twitter. And so right. all that shows up is a Facebook link and it's a shortened mm -hmm. Facebook link. Right. And mm -hmm. so it makes that person look when that tweet goes out like a spammer. And mm -hmm. so people end up unfollowing you and you don't want that to happen. So and and you want to make it easy. If I have to click a link to read the rest of your post, not gonna, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to mm -hmm. do it. Right. So one of the ways that hashtags are very beneficial, especially to a business, 
is when a topic is trending. So what does a, a trending topic mean and why should businesses pay attention to that? So trending is what people are talking about at Twitter on any given time. And so you can mm -hmm. change your trending views. And so if you go to twitter.com and you look on the left-hand side, you can see hashtags that are popular. Mm -hmm. And those popular hashtags that a lot of people are talking about is what's going to show up trending. And so you can mm -hmm. change the view on that to different cities. Mm. And you can change it to United States view. You can also get tailored trends for mm -hmm. things that you're specifically interested in. And so you can change how you view your what's trending on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is when the hashtags come up, you can click on those hashtags if you're not familiar with what people are talking about and find out okay, this is what this hashtag means. And so mm -hmm. encourage looking and doing some research and investigating before forcing a hashtag into a tweet when you're not sure what the hashtag is even being used for. So right. like today, what's trending right now might be hashtag podcast day. So mm -hmm. what is that? So we click on hashtag podcast day and we see automatically the first thing we see are all the people that are the top um, accounts, if you will, mm -hmm. that have either the verified accounts or the accounts with a lot of followers. And it, you know, by looking at some of the tweets, we can see that today is podcast day and a little bit about, you know, what podcast day means and when it started and who started it and some, maybe some fun facts about it. But if I'm interested in seeing all the tweets and this is like my next door neighbor, I'm not mm -hmm. going to see that when I just click on hashtag podcast day. I've got to go into more options. Okay. And then I've got to select all tweets and look at all the tweets that are coming mm -hmm. out. And that's when I see my next door neighbor and everybody that's using hashtag podcast day in their tweets. And so I can mm -hmm. go through and I can look at those tweets and I can start conversations with those individuals. I can follow those individuals that are talking about that conversation. And it's a timeline. So the last tweet that I see that was sent out on hashtag podcast day was sent out 25 seconds ago. And so mm -hmm. I can click on this tweet and I can read the bio of the person and decide to follow that individual and, and start conversations with them. Right. Well, and one of the things you mentioned, I think we need to, to repeat is always look at the actual hashtag and, and why it's being used, because you don't want to leap into the middle of a conversation if it's not appropriate. Um, you know, the, the best example I have of that is when, unfortunately, they had the, the theater shootings in Aurora, Colorado. You know, I'm from Colorado. We'd, we had only lived here in Atlanta for a month when those happened. So, you know, it was something that was, was clearly something I was interested in. But they people started really using the hashtag Aurora because of you know, the, the city name. Well, unfortunately, there was a clothing manufacturer in uh, the United Kingdom that is named Aurora. And they thought that people were commenting about their clothing line. And so they leaped into the middle of the conversation talking about one of their newest designers who happened to be one of the Kardashians. And you talk about something backfiring on them very quickly. And, you know, they made it right. They made a donation to the victim fund. They apologized profusely. But, you know, always look to see what the, the hashtag is about. You never know why it's been used. So always make sure that, that you really do know why it is. And, and maybe you do have to create your own hashtag if you're going to, to go with that route. Right. You know, you mentioned something when we were talking about this about verified accounts. What is a verified account? So a verified account is any account that has the blue check mark next to the person's name or Twitter mm -hmm. handle. And mm -hmm. so it's a designation that Twitter's gone through and they have said that that actually is that person that right. that is their Twitter account. And mm -hmm. so they use a lot of checks and balances to make sure that that is an, an authentic account, that that is that individual's. Now, it doesn't mean that that individual is actually tweeting on that right. account. They could have a mm -hmm. manager that is sending out, mm -hmm. a social media manager that is still sending out tweets from that account. But mm -hmm. that, that is their designated account. 
Right. And so a good example is the president. You know, Barack Obama, President Obama, has a verified account. He's probably not doing the tweets, but it is someone who is officially tweeting on his behalf. Correct. You know, and, and there's lots of fake, veri- or fake not fake verified, fake accounts out there. I mean, you know, I don't know how many there are like Justin Bieber's and, you know, Britney Spears and, and all of those things. So it always helps to know, oh, this really is that person or their representative. Yeah. So how would one go about being verified? Well, so that's a great question. And there's a lot of thought um, leaders who've kind of scrambled over this this question. And so the easiest way to answer this is we're not sure. I, you know, <laughs> so some companies have relationships with people that work for Twitter mm-hmm. and there's they could have purchased perhaps maybe a number of verified designations for individuals that work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no rhyme or reason Deb, hmm. for for it um, mm-hmm. because there's sometimes people that have verified account that have a lot less followers than people that um, don't have verified accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken with some people that have said that they look at it as an eeny meeny my uh, eeny meeny miny mo um, process. If you will. Mm-hmm. so, uh, you know. How does one get one? I mean, a lot of times it's through having a relationship with someone at Twitter, okay. knowing someone that can put the blue check mark next to your name. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be very careful. Um, I have had a friend recently that received a tweet um, that said, click on this link here, and that by clicking on this link, you will have a verified account. And what mm-hmm. they didn't um know when they clicked on the link is that it was actually a tweet that was sent by a hacker and their whole account was hacked and this person had over 300,000 followers and had Mm -hmm. been working at getting these followers for a long period of time and uh, has been unable to get into his account because every time he goes in to reset the password is unable to reset the password now to his account. So if you get any tweets that say click here for a verified account, you want to be kind of on guard about that um, Mm -hmm. because there's some suspicious activity that's going on on Twitter as far as people reaching out to folks, telling them that they're going to get a verified account when it's really not a verified account. So um, I've seen some postings from Twitter that have indicated that they're not currently verifying any Hmm. accounts right now. But then I've had Mm -hmm. other people that have shown me that their accounts have been verified. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen both sides and it's, right. it's, there's a lot of noise in social media as we kind of mm-hmm. talked about during our last conversation. And it's trying to cut through that noise. And that this is one of the areas where there's really not a whole lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, that, that link is kind of one of those, what I call too good to be trues. You know, whether you get something like that through Facebook or, you know, whatever, always approach those types of, of, you know, ego stroking links. You know, he used to be, it was the, you know, click here and you've, you've got a million dollars or, you know, I I love the one. If you reshare this, this post, Bill Gates will give you $5,000. I'm like, really? Um, But, but yeah, if it's, you know, don't, you can investigate it in other ways to see if it's actually real without causing problems. And so always, you know, just be careful of the, of the things that you click on. And and that actually goes for everything. You know, always really think, where is this taking me off to? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and that, you know, you, you definitely should have good virus software on your, your computers, all those various things. Yes. Right. Well, now I want to talk about the thing that business owners obviously care the most about. You know, we've talked about how to set up the accounts. We've talked about how to get these followers. We've talked about how to do content, um, you know, all of those various things. But the question that we always get, and it doesn't matter who we're speaking to, is how the heck do I make money with this? Mm. You know, am I wasting my time? How do I make money? So let's really talk about how someone can use Twitter to make money. And and I'll start by telling you that when I first got on Twitter, it was my very first social media account. 
And, you know, I had a great friend who, uh, she is, is one of those people who is always, you know, very knowledgeable about anything social media. And she told me, oh my gosh, you have to get on Twitter. And I, I think I rolled my eyes at her because I didn't even know what it was. This was, you know, many years ago. And she said, no, I can track. And this was in, in December. She said, I can track that 70% of my income this year came from Twitter. And then I really rolled my eyes at her. And, and she said, no, I really can. And then she told me that that was, you know, a six figure number and that got my attention, but she did it because it was very strategic with what she did on Twitter. And she used it back then. It would have been a, a different type of analytics, but she really could track that she was making a heck of a lot of money, business contacts, building relationships through Twitter. And that was what caught my attention. Um, so, so how do businesses use Twitter to, to make money? Mm -hmm. Well, Deb, I mean, so mainly it's brand amplification is mm -hmm. what it comes down to. I mean, just like when right. we watch commercial on television, you know, I mean, does that translate into people going out and buying a certain vehicle or fast food or whatever the product is that people are advertising on television? I mean, when it comes mm -hmm. down to it, we really don't know. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the million dollar question. It's right. one of the things that I would say though, that uh, Twitter is a very transactional platform and mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we're on Twitter, that we're not just pitching, but that we're actually forming relationships with mm -hmm. folks. It's all about relationships and mm -hmm. getting to know individuals. And so when we look at the conversion rates of all the different social media platforms, Twitter has one of the very lowest conversion rates. Ah. They do. Hmm. And so this can be good and it can also be bad. There's opportunity there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also opportunity to get to know people and then convert them to other social media platforms, if you mm -hmm. will, where the conversion rate is higher, like a Facebook right. or mm -hmm. LinkedIn, which is used for professional networking. So using it as, mm -hmm. a, as a stepping stones for uh, also offline communication, um, mm -hmm. kind of what we talked about in our last conversation. It's about taking our online communication offline and mm -hmm. doing the face-to-face one-to-ones, uh, you know, telephone conversations, we're going to have higher conversion rates even on Skype because people mm -hmm. can see the nonverbal and they can't right. see that behind the computer. Mm -hmm. And, and of course you mentioned the fact that Twitter is a different language. It's in part because you can only do 140 characters and you know, you actually want to be shorter than that. So it can get retweeted and, and things like that. So it's, it's hard to pitch your business or build relationships or do any of those various things in that short period of, of space. But what that means is when you've done it, you've worked harder at it. Well, and the key is, is not working hard at it, but working smart at it. And right. so finding out who are these individuals that you're having these conversations with and about mm -hmm. them. And so, you know, going back to what we talked about, last time it's why it's so critical that people use the 150 characters all the real estate in their bios mm -hmm. to really flush out who they are and use every last character that you possibly can in your bio mm -hmm. uh, another tool that you can use and you know again it's about finding out who your audience is is twitter analytics and so twitter made analytics available to everyone uh, it, and it's a free service uh, back in 2014. I believe it was in the uh, late summer of 2014. And so you can go mm -hmm. into uh, by clicking on your profile picture in the upper right hand corner, uh, the category that says analytics. And by mm -hmm. clicking there, you can click on followers at mm -hmm. the top. And what you will see is uh the number of followers that you have and also their demographics, what their top language is, what their lifestyle is, what their consumer behavior is, what their top buying style is, uh, what mm -hmm. their interests are. So when I look at my analytics, 70% uh, of my audience is interested in technology. 
And, ah. you know, then I have 66% that's interested in entrepreneurship, followed by leadership, business and news. So this gives me some ideas of when I'm coming up with content of things that I might want to talk about to relate to my audience or when I'm talking to individuals, mm -hmm. what kind of things that they might be interested in. Also tells me important information on gender. 59% right. of my audience is male, 41% is female, and what their household mm -hmm. income categories are. You know, cool. it shows that 19% of my audience has a house household income of between 75,000 to almost $100,000 and what their net worth mm -hmm. is as well. So, so, so and, and occupation. So, mm -hmm. from these analytics, I mean this this is important data when you're deciding on content as business owners to really find out who your audience is and relate to those folks. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, if you're not looking at your analytics, how do you know if what you're doing is working or isn't working? You know, and, and I think that's what always surprises me. And, you know, I'll admit I'm one of those people. You start talking numbers and my eyes glaze over. But I'm, I'm looking at my profile right now and, and the analytics. You know, I've been mentioned 63 times in the, the last... Uh, 21 days. And to me, that's, you know, that's fairly impressive. So, you know, then I should, okay, why was I mentioned? What were they doing? You know, how many times were things retweeted? Now I have to, this, this is, is pretty funny here. You are my top follower. Um, that's very cute. I like that. Thank you very much. Um, and, but it does tell you that it tells you who your top follower is. So, you know, that obviously is a person that you might want to engage with a little bit more, especially if it's somebody in your industry or, uh, you know, somebody that, that really could be a good connection for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking of top followers, there's another great tool and it's socialrank.com. Uh -huh. And I talk about oh. socialrank.com in my book. And mm -hmm. it's, I've never heard of that. What, what is so it? So socialrank.com allows you to look at your followers. And so since I have a large following, I want to find out who these individuals are and it sorts them mm -hmm. into different categories. So I can sort them by my most valuable followers in socialrank.com. Mm -hmm. I can see who my most engaged followers are. Those are going to be the people that when I send a tweet are the, the top responders and then mm -hmm. the best followers, which are a combination of my most valuable followers and most engaged followers. So when I look at my list mm -hmm. of most valuable followers, it goes through my over 200,000 followers and sorts mm -hmm. them in order of who these individuals are. And then it also allows me to see links to their other social media platforms. So if I'm connected mm -hmm. with them on Twitter, but maybe want to connect with them on Facebook or LinkedIn or Pinterest or maybe, you know, even send them um, uh, a request to connect with me on clout. I can do that as right. well. And mm -hmm. so I see um, even their website links. And then mm -hmm. it tells me their bio right in socialrank.com. So I don't have to even ah. go back to Twitter to find out who these individuals are. So mm -hmm. uh, when I'm looking at my most valuable follower, it's Paulina Vega. Do you know who Paulina is, mm -hmm. Deb? I do. So Paulina is Miss Universe 2014 from Columbia. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I see that right here in my da uh, dashboard. And then I also see what her clout score is and areas mm -hmm. that she's interested in. So going back to finding out who your audience is, she's interested in entertainment, beauty, fashion, music. Miss Universe mm -hmm. is also um, listed as, as an area of interest. And, and mm -hmm. also, you know, I can direct message her right through socialrank.com. So she's following me. So I can send her a direct message that only she sees. And that mm -hmm. will go through Twitter, but it's through Social Rank, the Social Rank website. Right. And then also mm -hmm. clicking to see the links. And so mm -hmm. I can filter them out. Again, these users by most valuable, most engaged, best follower. But I can also do location as well. So am I, if I'm interested mm -hmm. in looking at Chicago or Atlanta or New York City or even not here in the United States, perhaps maybe London or Paris or, mm -hmm. um, you know, anywhere in the world, I can see who my best followers most in, or most valuable followers are rather my most engaged mm -hmm. followers and my best followers are in those cities. So if I'm targeting, mm -hmm. targeting as a business owner, a certain geographic area, 
I can use mm -hmm. this as a tool to find out who my followers are in that specific area and connect with those folks and, and go right. back to Twitter and send them tweets. A lot of times I have mm -hmm. uh, tw Twitter chats at night and I'm asking a question and we talked about this last time and it might be a question like, what do you prefer in your coffee? Yesterday was National Coffee Day. So a lot mm -hmm. of people like to drink coffee and I sent out this tweet that said, tweet me, how do you prefer your coffee or what do you like in your coffee? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'll go to socialrank.com and I'll see who my most valuable followers are and I will mention mm -hmm. them in a tweet and I'll say tweet us and I will list four or five different people in that tweet and then I'll mm -hmm. ask the question what do you prefer in your coffee and so they respond right. to the tweet and I uh, retweet them and they love that because mm -hmm. at that point they're feeling welcome special and appreciated and again mm -hmm. it's looking at things from a flip perspective that it's not about me and growing my account, but helping others and increasing their visibility. And when we increase other visibility, uh, other people's visibility, rather it's an individual or a business, then they're going to want to help us and increase our visibility. Mm -hmm. People right. reach out to well, people who reach out. And, and you know that that tweet was it was a fun tweet. Yeah. You know, and and so they're more likely to engage. You know, and and because yeah, they're going to respond and say, you know, I like you know. French vanilla creamer or, or something like that. It was, you know, you, it, it was, it, people like to have fun, you know, world, world, the world is too serious. And so if you can make it a little fun for people, then, then that's very cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so then people will remember you as well by that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so right. when you send them a LinkedIn connection request, they say, oh, I remember him. He just sent me a tweet mm -hmm. on Twitter asking me this you know, question about what I like mm -hmm. in my coffee. And so when it comes to organizing event and needing speakers for an event, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. those are the people I look at. And a lot of times they say yes, because they're familiar with who I am, because I've, I've sent them tweets, mm -hmm. I've connected with them by that point on LinkedIn, and I've worked at building the relationships. And again, mm -hmm. it's all about relationships. And if it, it's not, right. it darn well should be. Right. Well, and the other thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about this is because you can sort by location, you know, somebody who travels, whether it's personal or, or business, you know, if, if you're in, say, Bozeman, Montana, and, and you sort through and see who your top followers are in Bozeman, you can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, we're connected on Twitter. Would you like to get together for a quick cup of coffee? I mean, you know, you don't want to come across as being a stalker or somebody scary, but, you know, it, you've hopefully already built that relationship. So then they're going to say, great, and because that is the important thing is if possible, we want to take these relationships offline because we do, you know, we work with people we know, like, and trust. And sometimes that little avatar isn't, you know, the, the thing we, we get to know. We want to know that person as a real sure, person. Sure. And another thing that, you know, and we're talking about large metropolitan areas filtering by mm -hmm. large cities but if you want to even go smaller right. than that you can mm -hmm. and the way that you would do that is you can go to google maps deb and you can okay. see people that are talking around your physical location on mm -hmm. twitter through google maps and a lot of people are not mm -hmm. aware that they can see tweets on google maps of people that are around that vicinity and are having conversations. Ah. So businesses that might not be getting any foot traffic might want to go mm -hmm. to Google Maps and see who's tweeting out around their area mm -hmm. and interrupt mm -hmm. those conversations and say, hey, you know, we're having this and this promotion. Why don't you stop on by? Would love to meet you, you know, mm -hmm. and throw that out there and see about right. connecting with other individuals that way. So Google Maps is another powerful tool to find out people that are within a very close radius of where you are at any given time or mm -hmm. perhaps maybe even where you're going what they're talking mm -hmm. about and then communicating to them through google maps and twitter combined right you know and, and you do have to be careful with this because you don't want people to think that you're a stalker or you know that that it's a little creepy so i always tell people just be very open about it you know tell them how you knew um, you know, and, and whether it's that, you know, that they're a baseball fan because they were talking about it on Facebook. And so then you're talking about it, you know, just let Absolutely. them know how, you know, um, otherwise we do get a little creeped Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Great. Well, you know, we're talking with John Sparks about his book, 
365 ideas to go from good to great on Twitter. And, you know, the, the cool thing that and, and you, he John really does have 365 ideas. They're short and they're easy to implement. You know, my first thought was when you when I heard 365, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I read the book very quickly. And um, now I, I tend to read books like this on my Kindle because then I can, you know, mark pages and, and go back and look later. But that's what I like about your book is you've got all these nice, short and almost like tweets, um, short little ways to, uh, you know, and, and tips to really be successful on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So you know, 365 ideas. I mean, it's wonderful book for people that might be a beginner and just starting out on Twitter. I mean, it starts at the beginning of the book talking about mm -hmm. having a purpose on Twitter and then goes in uh, from right. there to Twitter terminology. So, you know, what is a direct message? What is a favorite? Mm -hmm. What is a retweet? And gives definitions. Mm -hmm. um, what is spam? What is a tweep? T-W-E-E-P, mm -hmm. which is a person who uses mm -hmm. the Twitter online message service. Um, right. You know, what is a Twitter bot? What is a Twitter timeline? What do people mean when they say unfollow and what's an unfollower and what is a verified account like we talked about mm -hmm. earlier? So all of these definitions right. and more, you know, you're going to see at the beginning of the book. And so it starts out, you know, how you even set up your desktop. And so at one mm -hmm. level, the book is about Twitter, but at a whole nother level, it's about being more productive online. And a lot of the tools that, uh, are talked about in the book and that we've also talked about on the show can be used for Twitter, but not necessarily Twitter, but you can also use them for Facebook as well. Right. Right. Because it, it comes back to how to build relationships and, and things like that. Well, and then of course my thought as I was reading it was, wow, you have something, you know, and, and I don't know if this is why you did 365, but you've got a tip a day that you can post, um, you know, and, and so that's that content question, you know, so for the people who are, struggling with what to post, you don't want to start out with, gee, I want to come up with 365, but can you come up with 10? Can you come up with 30? You know, I always tell people, ask your salespeople, or if you're the salesperson, what are the top 10 questions that you get asked the most? Mm -hmm. Then that gives you something that, that you can start building your communications mm -hmm. on. Absolutely. Well, let's skip ahead to your last chapter, which is hitting a home run with Twitter. You know, what are the things, you know, so we've, we've got, all, we've followed all of your tips. And so we, we are ready to really hit that home run. Walk us through things that, that really are going to, to get us from good to great. Well, so developing a daily routine is so important. Mm -hmm. And so talk about how I'm able to do this in less than an hour a day, because mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming. And right. so you really have to have a diversified strategy with social media. Yes, you need to be online, but it's about how you're able to be online, but also out meeting people face to face. Because, again, that's where your mm -hmm. highest conversion rate is going to happen. So you need to be right. present in both mm -hmm. places. So, you know, my daily routine is I get up and I spend 30 minutes in the morning and I schedule all of my tweets to go out first thing in the mm -hmm. morning and just for the morning part of the day. And then mm -hmm. in the afternoon, perhaps maybe I might log back in again and schedule my tweets to go out in the afternoon. Now, I only schedule about mm -hmm. maybe two or three tweets to go out a day. Right. The reason why is mm -hmm. news happens and things change. One of the things that separates me from a lot of the other people in social media, and I pay attention to what's trending throughout the day. So if there's a celebrity, for example, that passes away, a lot of times that is going to be showing up in the top trends on Twitter. Right. And when you go mm -hmm. around and you look at other people on Twitter, some people that are in social media marketing schedule their tweets and then forget about it and, and leave mm -hmm. it alone and don't revisit the platform until the next day. So it's important to check in periodically throughout the day with what is happening on Twitter. So if a celebrity happens to pa pass away, you know, you send out some sort of a tweet with hashtag RIP, special prayers for family and friends of, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, whoever the celebrity happens to be. And you mentioned the celebrity's name and, and the trending hashtag. And if you create a right. graphic with that, then it's going to even be a more powerful tweet. And so you tweet out that post 
and then it gets retweeted and then you go back through later on that evening and find out, well, who has retweeted this post? Who's favorited this um, post? And who has done Mm -hmm. this that I'm not following? And you follow all those Mm -hmm. individuals and you look at their profiles and you find out who they are and you start conversations with them. And again, build relationships Mm -hmm. and you thank them for retweeting you and you thank them for favoriting you. And so I spend 30 minutes in the morning, um, you know, scheduling. And then I'll spend another mm-hmm. 30 minutes in the evening doing what I call account maintenance, which is going through and mm-hmm. I use uh, Managed Flitter, M-A-N-A-G-E-F-L-I-T-T-E-R.com, ManagedFlitter.com. And that's when I do all the flushing of the people that have not followed me back in seven days. So I think we kind of right. talked about this during the last show, and there may have been some people that did not hear me discuss this, Mm -hmm. but I go out and follow people and I give people a certain amount of time to follow me back. And if they don't follow me back, Mm -hmm. then I flush them. I get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And going back to why Twitter is such a great social media platform is it's a wonderful prospecting tool. And so I follow about 1,400 to 1,500 new people a day. Now, I don't suggest this for people that are have a, a smaller account that are following less than 2,000 individuals, if you start going out there and following 1,400 people a day, then Twitter will shut you down for being an aggressive follower. Right. So I would suggest mm-hmm. starting small and maybe following between 100 and 150 people a day. But mm-hmm. with the account the size of the I Am John Sparks account, where you're talking about well over 250,000 followers, then you can follow more individuals and it will not be seen as aggressive following. So I follow right. 1,400 to 1,500 new people a day and I flush all the people that have not followed me back that I followed seven days or longer. And so mm-hmm. that, that keeps my account right side up instead of upside down. Mm-hmm where I have mm-hmm. more people following me instead of me following other people. You want to look like the celebrity that has more followers than people you're following. And that's how you achieve it. Mm-hmm. So having a daily right. routine is critical. It's important. And, you know, even I, I suggest using a calendar and having a content grid and, mm-hmm. you know, using the content grid or calendar in conjunction with a website like National Day Calendar, uh, nationaldaycalendar.com is a website that I talk about in my book, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. content tool that a lot of people don't know about. And so nationaldaycalendar.com, you can go to that website and it will tell you when National Coffee Day or National Hamburger or National Ice Cream Day is. Now, why is that mm-hmm. important? Because a lot of times, like we're talking Earlier, today is podcast day, and that is the top trend Mm -hmm. on Twitter, hashtag podcast day. Whatever the Mm -hmm. day is, that day will be trending and what a lot of people are talking about on Twitter. So planning content out in advance, knowing that this is a day and how this day relates to your business and sending out tweets with graphics and then going back through and following those individuals. But having a plan Mm -hmm. and having a purpose for being on the platform and developing a daily routine is a important part of that process. Right. right. You know, and I remember, I think it was, was Mary Kay, you know, that the, the makeup person, Mary Kay, she said that if you did something every single day for 21 days, it became a habit. And, you know, I think that probably still is true. So, you know, once you get into that habit of, okay, at 9 a.m. or when I first get up or, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to do this. And then as I'm watching TV at night, I'm going to do this. It really does become second nature to you. Absolutely. One other thing, you know, you mentioned you have a lot of followers and, and, or actually, you know, you have a lot of followers, but more importantly, you're following quite a few people. Do you use lists to kind of group them and explain lists to us? Yes. So lists are extremely powerful. And one of the secrets that I share in my book, Deb, is that we've got the home feed. And yes, you are correct. I am following 154,000 people. That's a lot of posts. Exactly. And I never pay attention to my home feed. Right. That's where I'm going to see all the posts of the people that I'm following. What I do instead is I set up lists and I make those lists mm-hmm. locked list. And okay. the reason why I make them locked is so that if I make them public, 
then when I add someone to a public list, then they're going to receive a notification that they have been added to that list. And sometimes I may not mm -hmm. want them to see, depending on what that list is and what I've called that list, that they've been added to a list right. of mm -hmm. hot prospects. You know, we're going back mm -hmm. to this idea of making money on Twitter. You know, I've got mm -hmm. a list that's called hot prospects. And I don't want mm -hmm. necessarily the people that are on it to know that they've been added to it. So I lock the list. So other people that mm -hmm. are trolling through my account cannot see my list and see the people that are mm -hmm. on it, but that also the people that I've added to it don't receive that notification that, hey, I am John Sparks has added you to his list of hot prospects. Mm -hmm. Be on the lookout for that. You know, right. And don't know that. <laughs> Okay, mm -hmm. so I've got a lot of lists. I've got 162 different lists. And what I encourage people to do is don't add more than five or six people to a list. Keep them small so okay. that that way you can find individuals quickly. And so I've got a mm -hmm. uh, list of, of students that I've had. I, I'm an adjunct professor, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast at University of North Texas. Mm -hmm. So I'll monitor their tweets. I've got list set up for different television stations, but not just here in, in this area, but all over the country uh, and the top mm -hmm. major uh, metropolitan markets uh, of the country. So when I'm looking mm -hmm. to get PR on an event or I'm looking to publicize something or I'm looking to network or, um, you know, got a story idea that I want to send to someone, um, you know, I've got lists by different television stations. I've got lists of different groups that I've spoken at. You know, so mm -hmm. it's just a, a, a whole variety of different lists that I've set up, but it allows me to find people quicker. So I don't have to scroll and mm -hmm. or I don't have to remember people's Twitter handle. I can go to and find those individuals very quickly. Right. You know, and, and you can have public lists also, you know, and, and it's always interesting, you know, when I look through and, and people have added me to lists, sometimes I think, why? I, you know, and, and the really weird thing is, you know, I, I usually check out the list and sometimes I will go through and go, ooh, that's an interesting person to follow. And, and you know, sometimes I, now, can you put somebody on a list if you're not following them? Absolutely. Or do Absolutely. you have to be? And so okay. that's what I encourage people to do for people that might be celebrities and you're you, they've got a verified mm -hmm. account and you're looking at their account and you're thinking you know this person is not going to follow me back but i'm still interested in looking at their tweets and so the right. reason mm -hmm. why you would want to add them to a list versus following them you know and it is nice i mean they do want followers i you know mm -hmm. will say that but instead of following them adding them to a list will keep your account right side up instead of upside right. down so that you're not following mm -hmm. more people then you have people actually following you. you mm -hmm. know? Well, and, and it, you know, it, it could be a thought influencer. It could be, you know, whoever that, that you know really isn't going to follow you back. And, and so you're, you're uh, right. That is a great way to be able to still see what they're posting without messing the and numbers And you never up. know. They may follow you later down the line. But right. this is a great right. way, again, to keep your numbers on the up and up. And so it doesn't look like your account is upside down. So going yep. through and setting up a list of perhaps maybe public figures, politicians, celebrities. Uh, one of my public lists that I have is of social media influencers. And, you know, it's all about mm -hmm. creating community. So you do want to kind of diversify and you want to have public lists, like you said, and you want to have the private list as well that only you can see. Mm -hmm. Just keep in mind that when right. it is a public list, that when you add somebody to the list, that they will receive a notification on the, in their notifications on their end saying that they have just been added to that list. And it will mm -hmm. also tell them the title of the list that they've been added to. Right. Well, John, we've done it again. We've finished the program, and I still haven't talked about everything I want to talk about. So it just means we'll have you on again. Um, and especially because Twitter is always changing. You know, there's there's new tools, all sorts of things. So one last time, tell people how they find you and connect with you sure. online. Sure. So they can find me at I am John Sparks. I am John Sparks at I am John Sparks on Twitter. They can also find me on all the social media platforms, facebook.com forward slash I am John Sparks. They can also email me at I am John Sparks at gmail.com. And if they're interested in getting the book, they can find the hardcover book and also the Amazon version of the book, or excuse me, the Kindle version of the book on amazon.com. Mm -hmm. 
by typing in 365 Ideas. And the name of the book is 365 Ideas to Go From Good to Great on Twitter. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, John. This has been a delight. I am Deb Creer. It's pretty easy to find me online. It's just debcreer.com, and you can find all my little social media connections there. To everyone, have a great day, and I look forward to next time. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.